0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to another Bald Move Pulp podcast. We are working our way through 1899, uh, the Netflix, uh, possibly timey, wimey spacey, wacy, minty, dinty, uh, episode show. Yeah, season one of it. Uh, we're talking about episode five and six today. Uh, Jim, mm-hmm. what did you make of this set, this duo, this set of episodes? I'm more confused than ever. Uh,
1: <laughs> I will say this yes. I, I love the show's format I love when it it seems like each episode there is a mind-blowing reveal that is kind of happening under the soundtrack of a popular rock song and I love that yep. I will say that the most recent one had me um, it, it, it was less effective for having seen Battlestar Galactica because I associate all along the Watchtower with Battlestar Galactica <laughs> because uh, the, the reveal of the final five happens to that song and it's incredible um, but thank God I don't suffer from this flaw <laughs> but, but I, I I just love it I, I know that every time the music kicks in I'm about to get something that's going to freshly blow my mind right uh, and it seems like that is that is a pattern that is held through most of the episodes yeah you want to
0: blow someone's mind just uh, let them let them listen to uh just shit I forgot I, I just suddenly rapidly forgot uh, who who did the uh, Jimi Hendrix Jimi Hendrix uh, you listen to Jimi Hendrix play guitar it blows people's minds yeah sure. <sighs> my my. speaking of the brain being so vast to hold oceans why is it so vast can hold an ocean but so narrow that I can't remember Jimi Hendrix's name on demand
1: uh, how many how uh, many children have you had recently because I hear with uh, each birth it gets harder to
0: remember anything just one 16 years ago but it did take a lot out of me apparently <laughs> apparently Um, So I so are we to the are we to the point where we're a little nervous that we still don't know what the fuck is going on with just two hours left to go in this first season?
1: No, no. I mean, they have have multiple seasons. No, I I expect to be thoroughly confused and even more confused at the end of episode eight.
0: Yeah. So I I I'm not that concerned because the middle of any of these, you know, dark slash 1899 projects seems to be like you're completely. Adrift, and I remember multiple times when I was making my way through uh, Frisian Bo O'Dar's other work, uh, Dark, where I'm like, "Well, I might be out on this show if I get to the finale." And this looks like they're just fucking pissing up a rope or whatever, <laughs> just 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 wasting my time. And every time uh-huh. I got to the finale, I'm like, "Fuck no, I'm in for another season." And yeah. that show, after three seasons, I thought did everything it needed to do to get so yeah i'm i'm going to be loyal to these showrunners until like, even if there's not a lot of answers at the end of the season as you mentioned this is it's going to be a ongoing series hopefully um I'll probably be renewed it's the number one show on netflix right now i just noticed as i sat down to right. watch the episodes again this morning uh so yeah i i but i i expect to get the the way Dark did it is like they resolved a lot of questions we had during the season. Mm-hmm. And then they would just kick open a door to like a timeline we didn't even know existed. Yeah. Or recontextualize contextualize a character or what their what we understood their mission to be to set up just so many questions for next season. So like it would be nice to know a little bit about the nature of our reality this Prometheus project, uh, the pro, you know, what protocol 1879 or whatever, the thing that they, they, they got at the end of this uh, is um, it it would be nice to get a little few of those answers, but then also to have just giant questions uh, answered raised and and asked as well. So I bet that's what we get, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I continue to think the show looks amazing is well acted. It is nice that we're getting a little bit more answers about why the characters um, I feel like all the characters that were running for something, we now adequately understand their motivations, with a possible exception of Ang- Angel and Ramiro.
1: Yeah, still, there are clues, like, but it's not certain.
0: But they haven't actually flashed back to show like mm-hmm. how he got the scars in his back and how this Portuguese uh, servant ended up in the in priest frock and all that kind of stuff. But we got big answers yeah. to... Uh, and I guess Mrs. Smith is still a question mark, um, but she's a she's not. Maybe she would never Mrs. was a question mark. Mrs. Wilson, she's just a, Mrs. Wilson. Sorry, okay. I keep on getting her confused with with Miss what they, Mr. Smith, who doesn't exist on the show.
1: Well, I uh. mean, there's definitely <laughs> an agent Smith tie-in at this point with this goo stuff that's that's coming off the the crystalline coal.
0: Yeah, stuff so getting do, pretty matrixy. Where do we want to start? Do I uh, start with Mara <laughs> and what sure. we think we know about her? So she thinks that she was a doctor in this in mental institution that um, she claims was built by her father to treat their mother, who mm-hmm. <laughs> apparently every child she had took a piece of out of her in like some kind of literal neuron way to where she got to. <laughs> and, and then I, I I guess she had early onset dementia, though it's also related to this, where she stopped to remember her children's names and faces, and then she couldn't remember anything at all. And her father, in desperation, uh, who found out is Henry Singleton, this guy mm-hmm. who owns shipyards and, and bought this these three German cruise liners. Um, it, it caused him to build this mental facility just to, 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 to study the brain and try to treat his wife and find some resolution, uh, which I don't think worked. Um we see a grave that she visits in this kind of like weird tundra hellscape where this mental facility is located at. I'm. Do you think that's? I mean, her it just mother? says it just says wake up on it, doesn't it? Right, but so, it's got to correspond to a real life location that she's visited, and I assume it's I her mother. Think so. It, I mean, it's definitely possible her mother is not dead
1: because like all this stuff about like uh, the, the Qyburn, uh let's say Henry father, Singleton yeah, Henry. yeah mm-hmm. uh, is talking about like oh if humans just woke up and opened their mind to the full possibilities they're trapped in a cage of their own perceptions uh, it, it, all of that makes me think that he has like somehow sent her to a another place that most human beings cannot cannot conceive of And aided by this pyramid and this crystalline coal stuff. Like, that's the impression I'm getting.
0: Do you think that any of what she knows is because she says that she used to be a doctor at this facility helping Mm -hmm. her father who took a special shine to her out of all of her children. uh, And that for whatever reason, he's turned against her and now is trying to make her think that she was in the in the men's institution as a patient rather than as a doctor treating it. Do you think any of any of this stuff is true from her perspective?
1: uh i'm gonna go with it for now but i definitely feel like it doesn't it doesn't have to be true at all she could just be misremembering i mean she doesn't right. remember her husband supposedly who of 12 years well i want to get to that so, part so how next. reliable is any of her memory
0: what i also because we've been thinking that her brother must be henry Mm-hmm. And that like she's got a letter that wasn't addressed to her loan out of everybody that we've seen on this ship so far. And they <laughs> right. gave us a little wrinkle of information this episode. Yeah, it turns out that's the
1: shortened version of her middle name. So Finrietta. it actually
0: was addressed to her. Right, and her brother used to tease her that she's becoming a little version of her father and would call her Henry to kind of mock her, and that was kind of like something they did as siblings. so this is actually her letter. It was addressed by her brother mm-hmm. um this isn't something that she's stolen or coming to second hand at least we don't we don't think but um, is the letter even real?
1: yeah because I'm really torn what on what does which, that even mean <laughs> right which reality is real uh, right. Or, or if they're both somehow real, if they're like some transportation properties of this pyramid thing.
0: Um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's um, and then the other bomb that was dropped in terms of relationships is that Daniel, who my f- earlier operating theory was that Daniel is the boy that grows up, mm-hmm. is now claiming that he is her husband of 12 years.
1: Could could possibly still be the boy. I mean,
0: there's could nothing that still rules be the that boy. out. Okay, wasn't there a weird time incest situation in Dark where. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. yeah. I thought so, too. So it's not beyond the realm of possibility that he is her son uh, mm-hmm. or like that Daniel is. the But but also both her son and her husband. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what i was getting at like is it possible that her and daniel are in a relationship that's going to produce the boy and the boy is actually daniel i mean totally i said it's possible
1: yeah i mean that's Fuck essentially me. what happened in dark right I, I don't quite remember
0: all the details about it. i don't it, remember but yeah but that was one of the that was one of the the ways of stuff uh that that stuff did w- resolve a workout um
1: yeah gosh. i'm i'm i I want to kind of stay on this thread with the, you know, the wife and the boy and the husband and all this, because there's something, there's something going on with this pyramid. We, we get a lot more scenes with the pyramid, uh, a lot more of Henry talking about the importance of the pyramid and all this stuff, Mm -hmm. but we don't really get any details that clue us into the purpose of the pyramid. Do you have any theories on, on this crystalline coal and the pyramid (laughs) itself? Because when I think of the pyramid, I think very strongly of uh, Egyptian burials of, of pharaohs and whatnot. And I, with a with a dead uh, wife slash mother, I, I can't help but like tie that somehow to the pyramid.
0: I think that everyone who's gotten a letter on the show is interred in this black pyramid hooked up into some kind of matrix like pod experiencing the shared reality. That's my current theory. And the small version of the pyramid actually might be the full size pyramid. It totally possible. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what what are we (laughs) even talking about here? (laughs) Yeah. The thing that because they look from a glance, they look almost identical. They're made out of the same substance. They have roughly the same structure, that kind of bumpy, uneven thing. And I'm guessing that. The pyramid substance uh, overtaking the reality and like starting to remake it is the effect of Daniel shutting off this ship timer that would reset this thing and the simulation or whatever the hell is starting Mm -hmm. to either break down or trying to like this is the father's attempt to hack it from the outside to get it to reset and get back.
1: Yeah, it's super interesting because when. In that second episode, when the crystalline coal stuff reaches mm. that panel on the ship, it it mm. fires it back up. There's like, yes, I, I want to say there's an electrical component. But what does that even mean in this reality? Right there. There's yes. some ability of it to restart whatever Daniel was trying to stop. Um, and I can't I can't tell if it's controlled by Henry because he seems to have some kind of mastery over this stuff, right? When he's talking to his number one and saying, you know, all that stuff about like shifting perspectives. um, He's holding a piece of this coal. And then it it just dematerializes in his hand right. as, as he's talking at, at a time when it feels like it was intentional. Like he did that mm-hmm. um, to, to make a point. So he maybe has some control over it and he's trying to, thwart Daniel's uh, attempts to thwart his plan by restarting so that machine on the
0: ship. The first mate, the the redheaded guy at the beard, uh, Sebastian, I think is his name. Mm. He is totally in on this to the extent that he's reporting yeah. to the father uh, on the mission objective. He has his own little personal fidget spinner uh. that he's able to take control and shut people off. Like you can yeah. slide a certain amount of shirt the the and and he does it and Daniel does it to get the coal guy off of his back. Uh, you can just shut people off and they just like go stiff as a board and collapse into the ground, mm-hmm. uh, which is wild. It, that machine um, can
1: also like push people into different realities or perspectives, maybe. Because um, he does that with uh, Ike since it sends him to the woods right from the mental hospital
0: you're right he didn't turn he didn't turn Ike off he actually shifted him into he banished him to his woods tunnel but the woods tunnel on the Prometheus not on the (laughs) uh huh uh, what's the the name of the Kerberos the Kerberos yeah uh yeah do you There's another thing that happens very early on in the fifth episode where something on the ship receives a transmission and you hear it were the life and you see the room it's contained in. All you can see is this tiny little portal and it starts glowing and pouring light out. Is that a piece of machinery we've never seen before activating or Mm. is that just another view of the panel room that we just... I I thought it was I thought I got hmm. the idea that it's a different location at some previously unknown piece of equipment. And as quickly after that happens, the alarm sounds and the timer starts kicking down, t- counting down, yeah. tick tocking, and people start jumping off the ship. Right. They start but, eliminating NPCs. Yeah. Uh, that's clearly what happened, by the way, on the Prometheus. That's why the ship has been mm-hmm. completely depopulated. Um any theories about why that's happening and why some people were immune to it and why some people got infected, I guess, by it later than others? It seemed like everybody I mean, when would be was infected go- by it eventually.
1: Yeah, when I was going with the theory that this was like a simulation or something, mm-hmm. I, I was chalking it up to these are just NPCs. These are... This is a way to clear the the decks, you know, um, yeah. and make the experiment focus down to just the people that they want to experiment on. Right. Uh, but I don't know, because I'm not I'm not really feeling. The the simulation theory anymore after the end of episode six, because I don't know what a simulation needs with a whole bunch of boats with a boat graveyard. Yeah, what uh, does God need with the star? It, it just despawn the boat, right? Like you don't.
0: That's what I do to store unused things anywhere. Just right, like like if you wanted to get them. rid of the crew, just have them dissolve like the coal. Sure, is that but that's not possible because this isn't a simulation. This is a recreation of everyone's matter and personalities. I said I invited you over this weekend to watch this movie Triangle that I've been kind of name mm-hmm. checking because I wanted to see because to me this is the big. Uh, I watched especially after the end of episode six, we just see that seascape of just Prometheuses wrecked and destroyed and just all stuck in this one place that that to me implies there is something in the real world happening because if this is a simulation, why the fuck would you handle unused instances like this? Yeah, no, I mean,
1: as a coder, I know all about like garbage collection and then you just, eliminate those entities right you don't keep them around right. if you don't this ever is still need them. taking
0: up resources you know uh-huh. uh and in this weird 1960s control panel thing they got going on i
1: yeah so i i don't know it feels like it's not a simulation to me but that doesn't answer any questions right that just weeds out one of a billion an infinite number of possibilities that i don't quite understand yet Um, I I want to say one more thing about the pyramid before we move too far astray. Um, Like I said, I do think it's linked to some kind of burial stuff. And I think this is pointed out a little bit when you look at where the pyramid is situated in Henry's reality, as he looks out his window uh, from what I assume is that mental hospital is where he's staying. Uh, and, And he sees the pyramid out in the distance but you take that same view, and I think you're looking at the graveyard that uh, that Mara goes to in her reality. So uh, I, I think there there is a link there from the
0: landscape too, huh? Yeah, that because I had a tickle of a theory that like because she said her, my father's always been interested in the brain. And the way she said that I, I'd have to watch this. I actually watched these episodes twice. Um, Cause I watched them first. Cause I, I couldn't wait after Friday. As soon as we got to talking, I, I essentially ordered pizza and started watching them. And then I watched them all again this morning. And I I noticed that she mentioned her father was obsessed with understanding the brain. And I don't think that they made it clear whether that obsession started with her mother or preceded the mother. And I wonder if he fucked around and made some kind of memetic device that started erasing people's realities inside their brain. And his mother was the first victim, but it started spreading to other people. So you've got the one graveyard that then turns into a pyramid where he's housing all these people who are... Either falling a victim to it, or he intended them to, and he's plugging them into this machine to do. But they're, you know, I'm I'm, I'm pr- running pretty far uh, with a, <laughs> a theory I've got. What did you mention? Yeah, what no. you thought the the pyramid is going to be? Um, you any ideas what the pyramid is?
1: I, I mean, other than like uh, just the, the dead people storage. I, I, I mean, yeah, that doesn't feel like big enough, right? Um, I think it's 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 visually and thematically tied to her more mother's death, but what it does, I am, I'm not sure yet. I will say it's super interesting. Like when he's talking about this, uh, Henry says, you know, it's a, it's people are imprisoned by their minds restrictions. And then we find out throughout the course of these episodes that the entirety of the ship or, or the, the entirety of this reality that, they uh that Mara is in with this mental hospital is contained within some kind of room or or structure that is built just like the ship's hull within the ship yeah it 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 seems like it's within the ship like maybe maybe those uh tunnels that they go into those shafts don't actually lead you know mysteriously like
0: like through realities but they just lead into a room on the ship um but they also can lead off ship you can go in the one and come back and you're on an entirely different ship or at least the thumb panels allow you to truly shift matter it, across space thing, yeah because yeah. when he shifts the captain to the boat he comes out not on the uh not on his ship the uh kerberos but he comes up on the prometheus
1: uh-huh and yeah, that's that's definitely true
0: i I don't know. When I when I think about it, I'm like, yeah. okay,
1: well, if, if the mind is the prison here and the the cage that they're in is this mental hospital reality, or in the case of Ike, it's like his family burning in, in the woods in the house there. Because uh, I, I assume if he were to press against the walls of that place, it would also be the same. Like, uh, he, he'd pull the panels off and see the ship's hull. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's literally a ship's hull. They they say it looks like the ship's hull, which I agree, but it also could simply be like some kind of cage that's necessary for the the experiment
0: that they're doing. We'll be right back with more Bald Move after this brief pause.
1: And now, back
0: with more Bald Move. I thought they also shown, like, intentionally impossible geometry. Like, you know, you peel uh-huh. off, uh, you open up the window and you're looking out, and then you go to a wall at a right angles to that window and peel off a panel and it's still ship hole. Uh-huh. Like, you're surrounded 100% on all sides by ship hole. And even in, like, yeah. where there's not walls. Like, she, at the end when she threw that thing, um, I forget, what did she throw? And that cracked the, the... That's right, She she had her gun... Uh, the the captain's gun. She throws the and it, it cracks reality, and then she finds a seam in reality and pulls it off. And there's a ship hole there too. Yeah, very true. Doesn't make show. doesn't yeah doesn't doesn't make a a, a lot of sense. Um, uh-huh. We had thought that the boy and Daniel are working together. And they very well might be, but also the boy is not exactly subordinate to him. He's doing his own thing. He's observing that we've made it further than we ever have before, which is why he brought Mara into the father's reality, I guess. The mental hospital reality, um, which Daniel was kind of shocked and horrified by. But the boy kind of forlornly mentioned that he doesn't she doesn't remember. And I'm assuming that means she doesn't remember who they are. And that points to them being father, son. And and that that relationship with her pretty pretty strongly. Is it possible that they're
1: both trapped here too? And the thing they're looking for is the pyramid, like the actual pyramid. But they could, have a pyramid.
0: Yeah. Well, the so the father wants the pyramid for sure, and he he refers uh-huh. to the boy having the pyramid. He needs the boy. He, he needs sure. the pyramid. He's got. So, but, but they're that's looking why I have for the something. Idea of like that's literally the pyramid. But uh-huh. it could be. Yeah,
1: I don't know. What do you, what do you think they're looking for? Because at one point, uh, Daniel says, like, did you find it? And the boy says, no.
0: Yeah, I don't. God damn it. I don't know. What are they trying to find? And they it? are deathly afraid of the experiment repeating or maybe not yeah. afraid, but just like it's that's the thing they're trying to beat. They're trying to keep the, th- the ship from resetting so that they and they've iterated this multiple times and they're trying to get get it right.
1: They're trying to stop them from sinking the ship, and you talked about how you think this ship has been at the bottom of the ocean at some point. It it definitely looks that
0: way, yeah. A- and then how, how does it get re-raised? Because all these ships are still afloat, That's like the ship graveyard. Yeah, and then not for nothing that they're always getting the imperative of sink the ship, sink the ship. But uh-huh. I, I think that like the other ships are getting sunk, but yeah, they're again. Why wouldn't you just discard these? Why wouldn't you just make these? You know, unmake these. Yeah. Uh who is yeah. the they that are listening because like do does Daniel and the boy not know the nature of Mara's father? Because they, I wouldn't instead hmm. I would think he they'd say he is listening, but they yeah. unfailingly say they are listening.
1: That's an interesting point. That's why point. the
0: boy is not speaking. But it's interesting because uh, Daniel seems like he has no problem speaking and drawing attention to himself, but maybe uh-huh. he, only, he only does that after he they realize that they already know that they. They also say it knows we're here now, which is another yeah weird the weird pronoun to use to describe a they or a he. Uh huh. It that's very objectifying.
1: Yeah, I mean it could be the pyramid. the pyramid. The pyramid could have a a consciousness of its own. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right. right, Let's talk. Can can we talk a little bit more about the coal? Because there's some, like I mentioned, like uh, Neo touching the mirror esque quality of this coal where you touch it. If you're Mrs. Wilson and it starts to cover your body, uh, much like the mirror. Um, but it doesn't do that to Daniel, right? Or, or sorry, not, not Daniel Henry. When he touches the coal, like I mentioned, uh, it does nothing to him and he seems to wield
0: some kind of power over it. He's the coal master, the coalmeister.
1: coal master. Yeah.
0: Um, well, so here's something about Mrs. Wilson. Mm-hmm. They find Mrs. Wilson who no one, as far as I can tell, tied her down or did anything. She's the lone survivor of the tick tock incident on the deck and she wakes up and says, oh, this is something. A dr- I felt like I was in a dream. And then she gets, the coal attacks her. She doesn't touch it. The coal actually, you know, she gets like an inch away and it like sends out a little spike and and, and injects her thumb with it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I took it as a matter of gospel that everyone that received the letter is a real person, but I cannot explain why Mrs. Wilson was wandering the top deck uh, unattended without jumping off in some kind of dream fugue state. And then why the coal seemed to I deliberately inject her I'm wondering if she is "quote unquote" a real person, or if she is another one of the failsafe mm. controls that's like only launched when they're—it's yeah, some kind of backdoor into the program simulation when they have lost control from the outside. Maybe. It Maybe feels it's like a rogue Sebast- program like Agent Smith, sure. Well, well, it feels like the Henry's losing patience with Sebastian. Like, he is frustrated that he hasn't complete- completed his task and that he's kind of losing control of things and that Daniel and the boy are able to kind of, like, kind of, you know, head, head him all off at the pass. But also, I don't understand, like, if he has direct contact with the father, why is he using the up-down console? Who is he mm-hmm. communicating to? The fucking company? The company is the dad. He's got a direct line of communication, which I guess is breaking protocol. Because the uh, the, Henry did chide him. It's like you're breaking protocol by doing this. But like, Mm -hmm. yeah, what the fuck? (laughs) That's that's the question I end every observation with. Uh, uh, did Daniel also Obi-Wan Kenobi his way onto the engineering deck he just like swung swung his leg over a catwalk and fell like at least a story if not multiple stories did you notice that he doesn't like go down a uh, ladder or climb down he just gets to a railing and jumps over and then we see him kind of like arrive at the the, the engineering deck
1: alright so he's the Neo in his his black duster I don't know, because I thought it was interesting. That
0: also, one of the the steam shovelers or the coal shovelers uh, identifies him as the wolf. You know, like him and the, uh-huh. the garlic guy who I guess has jumped off a ship now <laughs> have been. And why? Yeah, why was he immune to the tick tock? But they have been uh-huh. debating about all these monsters and stuff. He identifies Daniel as a wolf and tries to attack him. That's got to be significant, right? I'm sure it is. I don't know how it connects. Also, it is a little frustrating and I don't remember Dark doing this a lot. I feel like Daniel could like he could either not say anything or he could say stuff that would make sense to people. But he can't help himself by just saying and doing a bunch of weird shit that's going to get him attacked by people.
1: Yeah, th- these. So so these episodes are taking some liberties um, from, from that angle. Like y- you have characters who are question like mara is directly questioned by ike like tell me why are you listed on this ship manifest and she just stares at him blankly stupidly uh and the scene moves on and and then the very next scene she's grabbing the boy and saying speak to me damn it why won't you speak to me like Mm -hmm. you can't have it both ways lady you can't not speak to others and then expect this boy to speak to you yeah um the other liberty that this show is taking it, like serious Liberty. And I'm, it, it's kind of throwing me out of it is at this point, everyone seems to speak the
0: same language, whether they actually do or not. And I don't like that. But is, is that showing that like something's breaking down that like, maybe, that was maybe. a big point of the plot. And now that their brains are becoming more synchronized into the thing. Or the other idea <laughs> sure. is like, going well with the pyramid. Yeah. Is it? Cause I, I was looking this real, real carefully. Are we sure that there's actually an understanding happening or are you supposed to understand that with like when the German or the, the I keep. So we've been calling this people consistently Dutch. They're not Dutch. They're Danish, which is, you know, I'm sure any Dane or Dutchman would be uh, w- would understand it as a distinction there. I don't know if it makes any difference, but they're, they're Danish. Sure. I'm going to try to remember Danish, not Dutch. The Danish father is tearfully confessing about all of his sins and his uncertainty and his doubt and the problems he had with his wife and all that kind of stuff. Are we are is it possible that Ramiro is just not hearing him? He's just listening as a human being and then offering him like a blessing that's because he doesn't say anything other than, hey, your sins have been forgiven. And he gives him a uh, human touch. And the father responds to that it's it's I'm not certain that they actually do understand what they're saying. Like, yeah, I, I, I mean, Tove, when when uh-huh. when um, Clem po- uh, pops off about love and relationships, as and I, I Tove, I don't know that Tove understands her.
1: No, I, I don't think they literally understand, but they, they emotionally understand that. I, I don't think I don't think you could possibly convey the complex emotions that they're trying to convey in these scenes without some shared language. And and so it's either end- the show is taking huge liberties or, like you said, the this is somehow just part of the simulation that they speak different languages.
0: But like, I guess like I'm, I'm trying to if I was on a boat with a bunch of strange people didn't speak my language and just weird shit like this started happening and we're all isolated by our languages. Like there's a dozen languages and only a handful of you everybody speaks it. And someone comes in this situation is like tearfully confessing a bunch of gobbledygook to me. Like, I guess I could see myself just giving them a hug and saying it's going to be okay. Not because I'm reacting to what they're saying, but because this is a shitty situation. And why else is this person having a breakdown in front of me? And what else do you do? I I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying that like I the second time I was watching, I was really close. Like, am I certain that they're playing this as if they're understanding or are they just trying to be human beings? And I the jury is still kind of out for me on that.
1: Yeah, they've gone a little too far in that direction for me, unless
0: they Could write be. on it, especially since we'll they see. made it such a big that there was such a big part of the plot going forward. I have to think it's deliberate, yeah. And it's telling us something. We just don't understand it yet. I would hope so. Kind of like the Henry Henrietta kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what's going. Speaking of Henrietta uh, Mara, what's going on when she's strapped to the treatment chair and they're injecting her in the neck the second time in a first episode and like g- glitches happen rapid fire? Like she jerks and the soundtrack jerks and there's a slightly different change of frame. Like, do you have any ideas of, and we, I've seen this glitching happening before to different characters. Do you have any clue of what we're supposed to understand is happening when glitches are occurring? I I'm not sure. Cause there seems to be multiple, like
1: not just two possible realities, but at least three, because I see, when you know when everybody's experiencing their previous traumas right um before they get the call to wake up a a lot of times that that is moment is frozen in time as they're walking around it and you can see that in toves uh in particular in hers but i noticed it in jerome's earlier um Hmm. so, so that is like not just a thing that they're experiencing mentally i think it's it's more of like this is a place in time that they're transported to somehow um but you know it could all be in their heads i i assume uh and then you have like the boat reality and then you have whatever place they go to with the mental hospital and the burned house in the woods all that stuff so i don't know man
0: um Hmm. Yeah. Uh the one other thing I want to point out that's like it's it's not part of the conversation we're having so far but it's a it's a constraint uh to the extent that anything is actually really the captain says that they're down to two days worth of coal and they have mm-hmm. to be very judicious if they're going to hope to reach land. Although again, I don't even know is that's am I a fool for tracking that because none of this is actually real. You can magically make coal if you want. The coal the ship itself seems to be making coal at this point. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it, I, I will say also
1: that matches up with um, the timeline that the the number one, is it Sebastian?
0: Yes. Yeah, he's the first uh, yeah, officer. the first
1: officer on the ship gives to Henry when he says like the experiment will, does he say
0: he has be concluded hours in
1: 48 hours? Yeah. yeah,
0: he's got 48 hours left. So you're right, that does track. That's important. So when the coal runs out, the experiment ends or whatever yeah. it is yeah uh there's hardly anyone left alive at this ship we're down to like well, the he main it, cast now it, it, what he says there hold on he says Appro- approximately
1: 48 hours for the transfer right for the transfer what is the transfer is he trying to resurrect his
0: wife is he as trying a, to get as like, a it? boat could, <laughs> no like generate some kind of empty vessel to transfer his wife's mind into oh hmm and one of the uh, everyone got a letter is a suitable host and is this 48 hours two days of coal
1: thing a red herring because the timelines don't line up that way because they're in different mm. realities or well, that's true too yeah you know I, I just couldn't help but notice 48 hours equals 20 equals two days so no no you're you're completely right about I that don't. <laughs>
0: yeah that's the one thing I've learned in my life forty eight hours equals two days. um I want to talk about a couple of things here. uh we found out I want to talk about the the backstories because we've talked about so far just a mechanic uh, the you know mechanistic part of the plot. I want to talk about the character development uh lucian uh we found out for whatever reason has some sort of inoperable brain cancer. I think it's some kind of tumor in his head that's causing Mm -hmm. him the seizures and is giving him just days to live. And he has got a desperation um, trip where he's going to the one doctor in America who thinks they he has an 1899 the technology to open up someone's brain and start cutting slices out of it. Mm -hmm. And he's trying to get there. Um, So that's why he was so aghast at the idea of turning around, because that would probably kill him. Yeah, and
1: and I, I had to note in this scene, he specifically says the doctor has never done this on a
0: live patient. He's only mm. done it on cadavers. Dead? Are these all dead people? Are these all parts Possibly. of the experiments? They're actually Henry is the doctor. It wouldn't surprise me if we met the doctor and it was Henry. Uh huh. Um, the other thing, uh, Clem. You know, is the other side of this where, you know, he confesses that he does love her. He always loves her. That's the problem is that he feels like he can never have her because, number one, the class gulf that's between them. There's, they implied there's something there that he's a man of nothing and he's pretending to be a man of means. And like that's starting to catch up to him. And also the fact that he's just dying um and her from her standpoint always thought that you know getting married would be this dream, you know you fall in love, you get married, you have children, you get a house and like it's turning into a nightmare because Lucinus is so dis- di- uh, distant and she's she's talking to this to Tove. At the end she observes that men invented skirts so that we couldn't run for them from them and provide a, uh, I I think it's implied easy access to our bits. And she responds by ripping off her skirt and putting on, I think, Loosen's pants. He's literally putting on the pants in the relationship. And they oh, frame okay. it heroically as if she straps some pants on, like, I wrote in my note, she thrums with power. But then it never goes anywhere. Yeah, not yet. But I, it's like I assume putting, she's gonna kick some ass at some point, but... She doesn't, I mean, I don't know. She doesn't seem like she's capable of kicking that much ass, but then again, right, I guess maybe a gun. she's... I mean, there's well-armed people. There's well-armed people in the ship running around. Some of these dudes like, you know, move coal by the ton Mm -hmm. for and then, you know, she's the Miss Umbrella. I don't know. Yeah.
1: I mean, she could just be preparing to run.
0: Right. That's that's the
1: context there.
0: It didn't feel It felt like more of a a more of a powerful thing. And it's just like Mm -hmm. something like putting on the pants or who wears the pants in relationship is such. I don't know if it's an idiom in German, but like. It is. It just. It felt. It. It stuck out like a sore thumb from their other material. Like, yeah, because because yeah. it, it seems like
1: just. It, it seems like it's just a blow to the patriarchy, right? right? Which, right. The show's not not doing that, but also, yeah. it it doesn't seem like that's
0: the entire point of this. So that's true. But I guess it is a lot about do? women b- busting barriers because we had. Uh-huh. uh you know, Mara couldn't practice medicine. She could only learn about medicine. And you had mm. the little girl Ada saying that she wanted to be a doctor when she went to America. And now you got a woman putting on pants. I guess it is a bit of a piece.
1: But but I honestly <laughs> don't know when this stuff is set. Right? Like we see 1899 is when the mm. the ship stuff is happening. But clearly the it's in the future in Henry's From reality. The external it, perspective, yeah. But it must be even further in the future than we think, because those panels, those those things that are like constructing this reality, Mm -hmm. the mental hospital, those are Mm -hmm. technology we don't even have right now. I'm not right. Or or we're borderline on it. Right. Like the volume is kind of what I'm Mm -hmm. thinking.
0: They're they're essentially in the volume in that space. I thought that was the I kept on seeing that, too, is like, is this a kind of a subtle commentary about the volume? that you've got this seemingly infinite looking space and it actually is very much hard walls with panels and And it's it's a little bit of meta commentary. Like, you know, they started using the, yeah, they started using the volume and just kind of rolling that concept into their show. It's possible. Um, But I don't know. I'm trying to figure out when this is set. It almost
1: seems like it's set in 2022. Henry just likes this old school tech.
0: Uh, I guess we should talk about Tove, too. So that was the other... We What is the deal with Tove and Henrik and her mother and father? The father first explains that her mother used to be sane, and then they went through an experience, which we're going to find out here in a minute, that kind of broke her, and she suddenly started hearing God speak to her. And God had big plans for them, apparently involving moving to America. And then we found out the event is... I think my understanding is Henrik... Was messing around with the landowner who they were farming. They were like sharecropping. Um, he, the the he messed around sexually with his son, mm-hmm. and he comes and blames him for stealing his son's innocence, and then takes a rifle and says he's going to take something from all of them. And it appears he tied up the family to a wagon and made them watch him sexually assault Tove. Yeah, presumably how she got pregnant. Although I assume. I yeah, like I I I did he did he arrive at the moment that he sma- she smashed him in the head with the brick uh cuz I I my thing is like are yeah, we supposed yeah. to understand that she actually got we, I think the show wants us to assume that but it's a kind of a sloppy inference I think which feels intentional which feels intentional, right? Yeah, cuz yeah. he died before I think he could complete the act. Uh Th- That's the thing I learned from watching Dark is uh,
1: about these creators is there are things that seem like ah uh, well they just didn't fill in that detail because they expect us to infer it but they expected us to infer it so that they could twist it later yeah (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. so Um, I'm with you I don't necessarily think this baby came from that but it's possible right
0: also there's not a lot you can do about that in 1899 these episodes so this is how Hendrik gets shot in the face because the farmer before he does all this he also shoots Crester and like you know doesn't shoot him in the head just like tear you know shoots him in the face he's got the facial scar Mm -hmm. Uh, what's the other thing I wanted to say about Hmm. oh it made me like Henrik a little bit less because I've been sympathetic but when he kind of flippantly tells his sister before he jumps off the ship that like oh well you've killed before because she's kind of like saying like you've lost your mind you were complicit in the death of this little boy when they thought that he was dead uh, when you find out later how she killed and who and, and what circumstance, like what kind of asshole yeah. compares? Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, I I got into this big superstitious craze, whipped up by my stupid mother who I know is crazy, and I threw a little boy off. Versus, you killed your rapist in self defense because mm-hmm. he was probably going to murder your whole family. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's spot the to difference between those two moral <laughs> conundrums. A hundred. But I don't know. I thought Henrik is going to be a major. Piece Hester. of the puzzle. Kester is who you're Kester. talking about. Is it Kester? Crester. K- Crester. Kester. What have yeah, I been calling him? Henrik. I don't know where you got Henrik. That. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I. I don't know. Was that the guy in dark? <laughs> yeah. I probably. I thought he was going to be a major player, and it seems like he is an NPC. Yeah. No. He just he
1: jumped. But there's no there's no saying he won't come back. You know, this doesn't feel very final. It does sideline him for um, a big
0: part of the plot, though
1: yeah it does but when you consider like oh all these people were supposedly on the prometheus anyway um and this is a repeat of the prometheus which has just happened like dozens of times as best we can tell i expect Mm -hmm. him to be back at some point uh but yeah it did make me like him a little less quite quite a bit less you know who this these episodes really made me hate who uh tove's mom I, oh, I, yeah. I just, there's something about religious self-righteousness that gets mm-hmm. under my fucking skin.
0: It's because it, there's, it, nothing, it's, you can, like there's nothing, nothing you can, like nothing else. You can, there's not there's no changing it. There's no arguing with it. And there's no, you can't logic someone yeah, or it's reason the someone blind out of something that they element. never logic or reason themselves into. Exactly. Um, and, and it's especially, it's
1: especially angering because all of the things she's saying are, just self justifications for her own actions. like this idea that right. like hi- history uh, so- something about like justice always proves the victor's
0: right or sorry history it, the, always proves the yeah. the victor's the, justified. The and like the survivors justify his, yeah uh-huh. do
1: you do you not understand what you're saying? Do, do, have yeah. you thought even for a second about the words coming out of your mouth because yeah, they are just pure justification for your own actions excuses mm. for your own actions. Uh, it, yeah, I, I cannot tell you that it has a lot in common with The Mist, and The Mist is another it just absolutely infuriating movie to me. I get yeah. I get irrationally angry at these people. They're <laughs> fictional. They're fictional. They're saying stupid shit, and everybody
0: knows it's stupid, but I'm so angry at it. Well, it probably has something to do with religious people having an uh, outsized effect on our life back when we were, you know. He's his own say. <laughs> When when we're children and we have very little control over our lives. That That also carries over to this very day,
1: right? Like, I clearly
0: chip on my shoulder, but come on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, What do you make of every book on the ship apparently containing the text? (sighs) It's just repeated over and over and over again in different, you know, uh, fonts and arrangements. May your coffee kick in before reality does. This is just
1: another way to say... Wake up. Right?
0: It's, like coffee is, sick, is traditionally considered the thing that wakes you up. Well I but I'm like, why is it there? And I'm like, is uh-huh. this like a the classic programmer you know, like, I got I got all this space, these all these books to fill in this stupid simulation that no one's going to ever crack open. Uh-huh. I know. I'm just going to copy and paste this thing over and over and over and over again. Like, where did it come from? Is this a joke from Henry? Is it somebody, you know, is, is this a, a programmer being lazy? Is this the key to the nature of the reality? You just need to drink vast vast Everyone's saying, wake up, just drink a bunch of fucking coffee.
1: I don't no, um, have we I, I'm going to get back around to the books. Have we thrown out the concept, though, that these ships are like literally the three ships that they
0: brought into dry dock and refitted? What do you mean? How can... The, I mean, there's more to it than that. But. Like, these books aren't physical books
1: that have been placed on this ship during the dry dock when they were installing I don't think the anything, machinery.
0: I, when, I don't think anything is physical with the possible exception of when the father looks out the window and sees the pyramid and he's got all the panels. and That might be a physical space. I literally okay. don't think anything else is. Okay. so So, these books aren't...
1: Physical. They're probably some part of a simulation. I'm not sure yeah. about that. Some part of a collective delusion. Some part of a, yeah. a an induced alternate reality. Um, why would why would someone put that in there in particular? I guess is the question. Why not put literally Laura Mipsum bullshit? Nothing yeah. gobbledygook. Because
0: this is almost like haunting them that oh, you're in a simulation or something weird's happening exactly, like, why would you? yeah why would you do that to the participants of the study unless <laughs> why leave breadcrumbs yeah unless that's one of the yeah i wonder if this is like your standard your standard experimental practice where you you fuck with one group and then you fuck with another and then you have a control group you got three ships one of the ships is the control ship Mm. And then you fuck you you fuck with one ship, you fuck with the other ship in an opposite way, and then you got the control group to see what happens. I don't know, but it seems like I'm, I'm two of the groups are identical, right? The Prometheus did
1: have the people from the Kerberos on it at one point. That's what all evidence points to. Yeah, yeah. Which makes me think the third ship that we have yet to see is going to be Unless roughly the same out. but different slightly in some way.
0: Cause I was like trying to think of like, well, maybe Mara's brother was traveling under an alias and he was kind of being clever by, tra- you know, traveling under her as an alias. And, mm-hmm. but then I'm like, well, you got, you got Ike Larson, but <laughs> unless Ike has a brother, Eric, that we find out about, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't see how they're not literally the same ship. So yeah, that, that does kind of put a bucket of cold water on my three ships stra- uh, I guess I, I'm just so. so they're confused. also triangle, three sure. sides, three ships, three months of dry dock. Jesus mm-hmm. spent three days in hell before he got into. I mean, there's there's, <laughs> there's a lot of wow. yeah. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> that isn't that the canonically? I think what is a lot it of tr- like is the, that the, true? These, wow, I, I at least one denomination thinks that that Jesus spent three days. At his why he spent three days dead is he went to hell to try to preach to the you know because like there's God God's got you know the, the people died before Jesus died you got this massive legal loophole how are they going to save mm. him well he actually went down to hell and tried to save all of them they said no thanks apparently or maybe <laughs> someone went to heaven I don't know God yeah, gives the devil was, entirely
1: too much power over him
0: only gave Jesus three days though mm-hmm. um to, to, to try to preach the good news of the gospel in the worst conditions possible we'll be right back with more bald move after this brief pause <laughs> And now, back with more Bald moves And then we talked about all the ships, the big boneyard of ships, right? We we have no idea. Like, mm-hmm. That's the biggest problem is, like, um, we watched this movie Triangle, which I think everybody should watch the movie Triangle after mm-hmm. uh, you you see this show. It's very it, – it's it's there's a lot of commonalities. And there's a very similar thing where one of the characters finds out that they're in some kind of, in this case, a time loop of some sort or some kind of purgatory – Because they come to locations where, you know, they've done something that there's evidence of it being done before. Like if Mm -hmm. they've killed a bird, at some point they find a pile of dead birds that they've killed. Or if they wiped their hands on a greasy rag and threw it down, they look down and there's like a pile of greasy rag. This to me feels like that. But that only makes sense because that was happening in a physical space. You had some kind of time loop where things were being copied and copied and copied. Uh, Reminded me a lot of uh, this scene at the end. Reminded me a lot of uh, late stage uh, prestige where you come and there's like just a valley of top hats, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, oh, my God, we haven't been transporting. We've been caught. You know, there's there's a whole reveal of that. This reveal almost I almost feel like it's an it's it's put there specifically to say this isn't a simulation. The simulation, which I thought everybody was on to from the jump, is them saying it can't be a simulation because none of this shit makes sense in terms of a simulation. Yeah, because you wouldn't have all these wrecked ships just parked out in the ocean. No, it wouldn't make sense. But in what so. world does it make sense In what reality would it make sense? If there is some kind of loop that they're stuck in and the like, and this what, physical
1: what if, space and they can't just get rid of something, they can only move. Yeah.
0: It? So so like what if this is a, you know, there's a the, the Star Trek episode where Beverly got caught into a time bubble where uh, a warp field where the universe is shrinking around her mm-hmm. and there kept on these being this flash of light that she and was trying to suck her in. And she kept on thinking that's something that's trying to kill her. And it gets to where the, like it's like she's stuck on the bridge. The universe is just a bridge of the Enterprise. And at the last minute, she realizes that this portal that's open and try to suck is, is actually her crewmates trying to rescue her. Mm-hmm. Is it possible that they are in some kind of Bermuda Triangle time warp? And in, like uh, Mara's gotten all confused about her father. And he's actually trying to save her and her brother from some sort of fucking time loop. All right. And they are without meaning to resisting all of these efforts. And for whatever reason, there's only 48 hours left that they can attempt to continue doing this. Cause did you think that Uh Henry looked a little older in when he's got his Imperial also in a stunning coincidence, they've dressed him like the (laughs) negative version of his character for Mandor. All these people are stomping around in 1970s Imperial officer costumes does does he look a little older than in the flashbacks where he's like a doctor treating Mara? Maybe. I thought he looked older. Maybe. Like he's aged 20, 30 years. Could be. So um, he's lost her and he has spent his entire fortune to try to develop this technology to break into that loop and rescue her. And they only got 48 hours left because reasons. And then the the transfer could be how they can move them back into the real time. They're transferring them from the yeah. time loop to outside. And maybe the, the transfer bubble. happens regardless of whether they're prepared for it or not. And if they don't have
1: conditions just right, it transports them to this ship graveyard or something instead of
0: out of yeah, the triangle, like back triangle. to try and when, when everyone dies, the reality repeats and the boat comes back and it's like, there's a, there's a repeatable, you know, cycle that you can interrupt at a certain point. All right all right, I'm liking this. This feels like one of the most coherent theories I
1: I have heard. Uh, although, I, like I said, I do not go out and search for
0: anything on this show um, yeah. because I don't yeah. want to be spoiled by people who have seen the whole thing. I stopped doing it this weekend because I thought like now that you've had what, uh, three, four, five days yeah. to turn the puzzle over in your head, like, there's probably, everyone, you know, they're, so I've, I've stayed off of uh, uh, trying, because I, yeah, I got two more episodes to go, and then I can feast on everything, but... Yeah, but
1: as far as, like, theories we've
0: come up with here, yeah, I think that is probably the most solid. The simulation is the strongest theory, but it has weaknesses that can't be explained, mm-hmm. and of course, this, this time loop theory probably has other weaknesses, because like, okay, if it's a t- looping time thing, what's up with the... Pyramid structure and the coal overtaking the ship. And but it does explain the surfeits of Prometheus Uh huh. Uh. And that that could be the key
1: to unraveling what's going on. Why would you
0: want to kill everyone on that ship except for the people you're trying to save, though, too? Like, why? Why would there be an imperative to, like, everyone die at the end of a cycle? Because it seems like that's what it's designed to do. Like that tick tock mechanism just kills everyone on the ship
1: maybe the maybe they're narrowing down the scope of their problem like the the transfer being something that it takes uh, an immense amount of power or a, uh, an immense amount Should of be. like you know a focus on one particular passenger or something and he's trying to get Mara out mm. of that um, and so he's trying to
0: weed out everybody else so they can focus on her Here, here's a statement of fact do you agree with it or not when the boy says he have never gotten further than this I don't think he's ever gotten out of that box once they lock him into it because oh, yeah? he was locked in that exact same box with that exact same poker. Everything mm-hmm. that's happened since he got out of the box um, is happening for the first time.
1: The, the the You're talking about when Mara touches the bar or whatever and time
0: freezes. Time freezes. You think right. that's when that's like a branch I, that they never have gotten to before? And is that because he never had the pyramid when he? No, he was in. He had the pyramid in that box the first time, too, didn't he?
1: Uh-huh.
0: Maybe she just didn't try to overcome the will of the crowd. It's but possible, I, I, yeah.
1: And, and the time freezes coincides with also the coal, the crystalline coal stuff taking over, right? And encroaching on the reality. Yeah, when they that come out, that might be when another they, thing that's never happened.
0: When they come out of that time portal, the glowing portal happens. The coal starts to manifest out of the control panel and the people start jumping off the ship. What the mm-hmm. the clock starts ticking down and people start jumping off the ship. Uh, that all happens not simultaneously, but it seems like they're all a consequence. Yeah, because that's the other. That's what Daniel's so upset is like you. I think that's what drew the attention of it when he said it's watching. It's aware of us now. Like that has to be uh-huh. because like them going through the tunnels and whatnot. They've been going through the tunnels before, and I guess that scarab fucking beetle. Uh, that's the key, literally. Like it can without if you don't have a thumb panel you are at the mercy of that beetle and it giving you the routes that you're supposed to take but if you have a thumb panel you can open up routes at will and it seems like you can
1: divert the beetle because I don't think the beetle was going to the shaft when Mara grabs it but she grabs it and sets it down in front of the the shaft door and it just opens it for her so it'll open whatever door you set it in front of maybe yeah See, it seems like to both be very
0: aware of its surroundings but also mindless in a weird way yeah, yeah. The beau Odars and Freshes of the world really like people crawling through tunnels and taking them into different planes <laughs> yeah. of reality, don't they? They love it. They love it. There are a <laughs> lot nothing. of dark hallmarks in the show for sure. It is. It's like there is a particular little, like pseudo sci fi language that they employ. Uh, How are you I feeling about f- it? Like six episodes in, are you really I, enjoying it? Like you were with I'm in dark, gross, or- but I, I do feel like it's I'm I'm. And I said this every season of Dark, so it's not a particular... And I kind of said this every Mm -hmm. season of Leftovers, too. Um, I'm loving this, but I also still have uh, post-traumatic X-Files disorder and loss disorder. And I'm always aware of being held, like, (laughs) investing so much of my time and mental energy into something that the creator is just fucking around with us. Now, I have ultimate faith because they did the craziest fucking time... Travel story I've ever heard over a long 30 hour stretch and nailed it. They fucking nailed it. I was completely satisfied of how that turned out. So I have a lot of faith, but I still have, you know, I still have that post-traumatic X-Files disorder and I am like kind of at the point where it's like I'm so exasperated that like if things don't make sense after episode eight, it would probably mean me going into season two with big. Like like a, a gym sized chip on his shoulder about religion, but towards this show, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I'm not ready to yeah. condemn it all and you know throw put it into the trash can, but like I, because I, I remember thinking that way about Dark. But at the every season finale, I'm like, holy shit! It answered all the questions mm-hmm. I had, but just raised the stakes and made the and and made the world so much bigger that like I now have more questions. Totally. So, yeah, I'm. I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see where this goes. I think
1: um yeah, I, I have a ton of faith. I am I'm completely adrift at this point. I don't know where it's going. How much coal do you have left? As, As at least two supply. episodes worth. <laughs> and we'll see if they renew it at the the end of the season. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh well I guess we're gonna leave uh eighteen ninety nine here. Mm-hmm. In the now, wherever that is, and we will rejoin you tomorrow, Tuesday, to take in the final two episodes, and then uh, Thanksgiving will happen, and we'll repeat the cycle, and the following week we'll probably get back with a wrap-up podcast, because I'm, I'm certain that there are, yeah. you know, after we do a bunch of reading and uh, talking with people and consider our feedback, uh, we'll probably have some more questions and answers, so... Uh, I forgot I think I forgot to mention this last episode but if you do have some thoughts if you have gotten to the end and you got some thoughts you want us to consider some theories uh, go ahead and send that in to pulp at baldmove.com I know some people have been watching email and I've been trying to keep my eyes from from seeing it but I, I see a bunch of people have sent in already so yeah pulp at com if you want to get in some of your thoughts uh, so you can claim all the internet points for season two but that's it for us today Pulp at baldmove.com. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with episode seven and eight. And until then, I'm your host Aaron, and I'm Jim. See ya.